Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. So you'd guess when looking at Robotech that Roy Foker, the big brother, is the father figure. But that would not be correct. In Macross, there is a strong, stoic, occasionally funny, Russian and Lithuanian man who firmly grasps the reins of the destiny of the SDF-1 and the Robotech Defense Force. And we're going to talk about him today. He's one of my favorite characters in the entire series, and he's Captain Henry Glowall. Henry Glowall is very tall, uh, as evidenced by even on a ship built for Zentradi, he's always whacking his head. Uh, he <laughs> it's, is, it's a good running gag, yeah. <laughs> uh, he is a smoker, he has a fierce mustache, and he's always just a little bit awry. His hat is always just a, a little bit strangely cocked. He came up from uh, the the Russian uh, Navy just before the uh, introduction of the uh, Superdimensional Fortress 1. Uh, he commanded both surface and submarine craft, which, when you think about it, a submarine is probably about the best kind of thing you can use for a spaceship. The, the, the best experience. It's like, okay, everything outside the door is bad and will kill. Everything inside, good. You know, <laughs> so... Yeah, I've been reading a bunch of science fiction novels from some of the more contemporary, the contemporary greats, mm-hmm. quote unquote, like um, Ian Banks, Alistair Reynolds, and so on, Charles Strauss. I started reading Pushing Ice, and in that one, I thought it was really neat because they're they're asteroid miners, but they mm-hmm. talk about how like half of their crew are off, are submarine deep sea miners. Because yeah. it's basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like if you can, that's why like, uh, I, that's why Elon Musk is, is hiring uh, underwater welders. Huh. Because yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be using what you know. <laughs> that, is, that is one of those jobs that I, I frequently hear about in discussions of shittiest yet high paying jobs that are out yeah. there. Yeah. The you can explode very easily. Um, yeah that it's really bad for your health going in and doing it but apparently it's a necessary thing oh yeah yeah so this is skipped over in um in the cartoon and there's really no mention of any of this in in the role-playing games but global was one of the first people to step on board the sdf1 yeah i I read that part it was really good yeah he he steps on with some some characters who later become very pivotal in, in the series and, and the story. So giant, giant ship crashes. Global civil war is happening. Everyone kind of gets together and like, okay, well, if this country takes a look at it all by themselves, every other country is going to freak the fuck out. So let's get everyone together and we'll all go look at it. So Global goes in and he's got T.R. Edwards, who is the villain in uh, the Sentinels. He's got uh, Roy Foker with him. Uh, he's got Dr. Emil Lang, who becomes the father of robotechnology later. And he leads them through this kind of like horror story. Yeah. Of, <laughs> like tentacles are ripping out, rip, like yeah. punching through the wall and ripping people apart, you know. <laughs> and he manages to keep them together and runs a very successful kind of, you know, game over. We're all going to die, man. 
kind of aliens aliens thing and that's before robotech and transforming stuff it's just it's 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 really cool now when the united earth government ceases its war realizes that there's aliens coming to blow our shit up global due to his uh past experiences and his past experiences with the superdimensional fortress one is granted the captaincy of it and he is the driving force with emma lang beyond uh to put it back together that brings you to where the cartoon starts and pretty much where all the where all the role-playing books start the thing about global which i find very interesting is he does he's he's the 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 stoic russian captain trope like you can see a heavier version of him in star blazers same kind of guy you can like you're very familiar with what global is Hunt for Red October kind of character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> one one thing he does is like, uh, like th- there's a sense of humor to Global, which doesn't always happen. And there's this, there's a deep humanity to him as well. He is a, a consummate warrior who fights and escapes from just, just huge, hugely outnumbered odds and still manages to keep his team mostly together, takes crazy risks. Uh, which occasionally pay off and sometimes don't. And he just, he is very much the father of, of, of the Macross scenario. So would you say then he is the father of Robotech? Well, I would, except that's, that was actually given to uh, Dr. Emma Lang, the guy with the weird eyes. Oh, oh, that's right. Uh, that was yeah. a dude. Um, for yeah. some reason, I kept thinking that was a woman. Uh, Lang, Lang, Lang. I, I, yeah. He's the scientist type. He doesn't appear much in the comics. We can talk more about him later. Yeah, in all the way back to Booby Trap, uh, which is the the first episode, there's there's references to to his uh, smoking, and and he he's not a military martinet, but he gets like corrected by his bridge crew all the time. The 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 bridge bunnies, and there's this great line where he's like, "There's all this stuff happening, like aliens are unfolding from space and." You know the Earth is being surrounded, and everyone's running scared, and tensions are high. And uh, Sammy, one of the one of the bridge crew, goes, "Captain," and he's like, "What? What?" And he's holding his pipe, and she's like, "There's no smoking on the bridge." He's like, and it's just this this great pause. And he's like, "I was just holding it. I wasn't going to light it." Scramble all the fighters and prepare for combat. I mean, it's it's he's he's a really fun character, and I I really enjoy him. He doesn't make it out of Macross though. That is he fights the entire battle. He shepherds his people back to Earth, uh, where he deals with uh, with an old quasi ally of his, uh, Admiral Admiral Hayes, who is Lisa Hayes's father. Yeah. Now they actually serve together, and there's this great story in there about where um, when Hayes was his commanding officer in uh, in like a, a special some sort of special force thing. They were out of food, so they led a raid on the officer's club and stole all the food and ran off. <laughs> but <laughs> but that, that, that didn't go Gee anywhere. Bastard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Glovo is really like one of the central nexuses of the entire story. Edwards, who is very much a villain later, later in this, just like everyone circles around this man's experience. Without, without Glovo as the captain... The SDF one would have been captured on the ground. Now the 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 spacefold which started you know Macross City inside the SDF one and kind of you know sucked up an island <laughs> into the depths of space. Very risky move, 
but it was really the only choice he had. If he if he didn't do that, like the the whole show would have been two episodes long. Hey, we found the fortress. Hey, the aliens have taken the fortress. He does a lot of weird, risky things, and it, it pays off. And he he dies well, uh, saving uh, Lisa Hayes from Chiron's final attack on on Christmas Day and the destroyed Earth. Nice. There's not much more to say about him. I mean, he's he's he was a a a fun a fun captain. I really like the trope of the of the the stoic Russian captain. And I mean, it's been done to death, especially in anime. Name some others. I was I was just going to go straight back to Star Blazers. Oh, <laughs> you know. Now now yeah. he's a little more rounded. He's he's a uh, you know he's bigger. But um, let's see. We have that. Uh, well, yeah, the the stoic yet slightly at times humorous non-English ship captain uh, who was an older person. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, frequently it's the stoic old Russian man. But now that you mention it, I was my brain immediately went to the series called Vandred. And in it, it's a stoic old grandma, but she's basically portrayed as the stoic old Russian grandma yeah. who is more or less the grandma version of global. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I honestly don't know what else to say about global. You, I've said this many times, you need to read the Jack McKinley books to, to properly appreciate Robotech. And I realize that's an amalgam and it's not proper Robotech and it's not, you know, it's, it's not proper Macross. And I, I realize that thing, but it's still a great goddamn story. You know, that's a really good segue into us talking about something that we've been kind of bandying about behind the scenes for a little while now. And I think, uh, you know, New Year, new lease on, I don't know what, <laughs> further quarantine. <laughs> sure, why not? We, we, uh, we wanted to start a book club. Yeah. What do you want to lead off with? He says, as if he doesn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've been talking about it so far throughout this episode, and we've mentioned this series several times in the past. I think it would be only fitting for us to kick off with the Robotech novels, specifically the first one, Genesis, the the introduction of the whole setup to to what Robotech is. Yeah, we are going with um, the old Jack McKinley's with the, the great, great computer anime cover art oh those god those those covers so are they're really good <laughs> yeah and we realize that that is not specifically palladium but we're gonna do it that way anyway we'll 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 get some palladium books in there i think it's close enough i know palladium had a huge hand in releasing the videos palladium mm-hmm. was heavily involved with the robotech for many years yeah. I, I would not be surprised if somewhere on one of those robotech novels it mentions something like palladium <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited about that. So yeah. we're just going to, uh, we're both going to read the book and then we're just going to discuss it or do you have a format in mind for it? Or Since this is something brand new, I, I figure we'll give it a little bit more time. If we start doing it regularly, my idea would be that we would try and aim for a monthly review. Mm-hmm. If this okay. works out, if people like it, if people want to read along, if we can get some folks in our Discord forum and uh, you know Twitter and whatnot talking with us about also reading the book alongside us, I think it'd be fun for us to have an episode at the end of February where we review it. That would be cool. Yeah, I'm entirely in on that. By the way, Palladium, let's let's figure out a way of uh, of getting you on, you know, like iBooks or you know Kindle. Oh, yeah. Or- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That would be great. A lot of the Palladium's Palladium specific novels 
unfortunately, they don't have ebook versions. I mean, they have PDF, but mm. it's not the same. Like, no. you, you really want that EPUB format or yeah. the, the Kindle Moby. Now, I know you guys are, are you know, working your butt off releasing all the things you release and going mm-hmm. back and remastering things probably isn't very high on your priority list. But, I mean, if if you made it easier for us, we'd definitely do more. I, I would. I The older I've gotten, the harder it is uh, for my eyes <laughs> to read words <laughs> that are very small. <laughs> and I actually have reading glasses specifically for that purpose now. And even still, reading tiny little novels, trade mm-hmm. paperbacks or mass market paperbacks. It's difficult for me. And I prefer vastly things now on Kindle format. Yeah. And I've read through the first two of the, uh, the rifts novel trilogy in paperback. And I just haven't done the third one yet because again, I want a digital version really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And they've popped out some other books too. They have the short story collection uh, they have something that was released, I think, last year, um, maybe by some uh, by a completely unrelated author. And I think think it takes place in rifts like Middle East, which is hmm. an area I don't think they've ever really gone to before. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, never let it be said that Palladium is afraid of sticking their noses into the troubled areas. <laughs> yeah. The the only the only of their ebooks that is released in a format that I think fits it is the graphic novel because graphic yeah. novels and PDFs work very well together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have that much to say about Glovel. Now you've <laughs> read, you've, you've read that book. Yeah. The first one now, like if you were to take a, a gestalt image of, of Glovel, what, what would you describe him as? Like, am I being fairly accurate? Like he's, there's a vague comicalness. There's a lightheartedness to him. But there's also like this, this firm iron underneath all of it. Like he he sends people to their deaths and he does it, you know, aware of, of what's going to happen. I, I think so. Yeah. He, I think you hit him very well. Like he does have this seriousness of somebody who is weighted down by the decisions of command that he unfortunately has to make. But he still manages to fill that space with humor from time to time. Not only that, I always felt that he he desired peace. Like he is, he was an older man at that time. Like he was born in, I want to say, the late fifties. Well, actually, that's not older, right? Because you're figuring like the early two thousands. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, he 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 wanted to make war no more. He was very much a reluctant warrior figure. Like whenever there was an opportunity for him to reach out or make peace with the alien, he he attempted to do that. Can you think of an actor who would play the role? Ooh, that's an excellent question. So it has to be someone with a horse face, like really long chin. <laughs> I would say an aged Benedict Cumberbatch would do very well as Glovel. Yeah. Like uh, like with some old age makeup? I don't know if he can do a Russian accent, but maybe an aged uh, Christian Bale as well. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be excellent as well. Man, he's got that really long face. I just don't know that he's tall enough. Christian Bale, I think yeah. he's tall. Okay. I think so. But Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah, he'd be, you know, with a beard, and if he got rid of that British accent, <laughs> well, you just play it in America, and then everything is a Russian accent. <laughs> yeah, or um, you know, I was I'm thinking again. I don't know if he can do Russian, but Al Pacino with a beard. 
Mm. Not a beard though. He only has a mustache. Oh, that's right. The, he's yeah. got the uh, the hand no the the big old soup strainer mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's got that that eighties coach mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's difficult because my brain's wanting to think old Russian men. I I can't think of any. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I I I I'm gonna go with with. Uh, benedict final answer though i think i think just for his facial structure would be just perfect he's got the the weird cheekbones the long horse-like chin yeah i think and he's an amazing actor did you see him in the uh what was it the the one about the enigma machine or the the code breaking one no i haven't seen that that was that was amazing he did a very good job yeah i mean He's an interesting character. He's he's not super deep. You know, none of the characters are really super deep. So there's not all that much we have to say about them. I would say that if we get into some of the aliens, we might get into deeper characters. I think, for example, Britai has a lot mm-hmm. more depth than many of the humans. But we can save that for a later discussion on him. I think that our listeners will, our listeners who join us in this book club experiment and read the first book, Genesis, by what, Jack McKinney? McKinley, we, yeah. McKinley will get more insight into the Global character than is shown in the series. And I'm I'm finding I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, they're definitely young adult books. Like, I first encountered them, I want to say I was about 11 or 12. Um, my parents started, like, giving me a book, uh, a book a week to read. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, I've always had a, a problem with reading too fast. But yeah, the, and it was perfectly suited for that age. And oddly enough, I can still go back and enjoy them. Uh, they they hold up very well. This is my first experience with it, and I'm enjoying it so far. So yeah. whatever we think about it, we will review that at the end of February. And I hope, listeners, that you join us in this. And if you have thoughts of your own on what makes a global character interesting, join us online and discuss. Also, if you have any book recommendations for either Palladium or any of the the topics we've covered, like I've never seen one, but I guarantee that there are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle novels. <laughs> you oh, God. absolutely oh, read one. God. Oh, God. Um, well, ask Bassam and Cranny. I'm sure they know. Yeah. Well, yeah. We could also venture into thematically similar topics, you know, like... Uh, mm-hmm. Find some good Gonzo post-apocalyptic fiction that matches rifts or find some uh, far out there space opera that matches phase world uh, kind of stuff. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. hey, this is good for inspiration. It's also a good story. Read it and tell us what you think. Sounds good. Well, that was our book club with the side order of Henry Glovel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> join us next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, The Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. 
All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.